You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. All right, we have pushed the record button, which means that this is episode four. Dakota, is this episode four? I, yeah, I believe this is episode four. Episode four of the Boss Hog of Liberty, B-H-O-L is what I'm going with, because I can't tell anybody that I'm the host or the co-host. You're really the host as well, even though you've been screwed out of out of being on the cover art yeah. and your name's not listed. I, I'm The other day, well, this weekend, whenever we were on our way from Chicago. Oh, you took a vacation without me. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely did. It was just me and my fiance Audrey. Hello, Audrey. Hi. <laughs> she, she's returned. We were on our way back from Chicago, and she said, "Why aren't you on the cover art for Boss Hog of Liberty?" And I said, "Well, you know, I know my place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not near as important as Jeremiah. You know, he's the he's the man that rules with an Iron fist over Henry County. What you didn't do is you didn't steal a board from from Dear Leader, and and demand that you have your own show. Now that you're here, what, uh, what happened yeah. is you're going to take the knife and shove it in my back down the road eventually, and then and then just like you did to Jesse Riddle to steal the chairmanship away mm-hmm. for Henry County, the Libertarian Party of Henry County. And I, you know, I know that the betrayal is coming. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> in the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. That's why I tried to tell Tanner Purdue, and then he got in a car wreck. So, so I mean, out. watch out. Yeah. So, you, you, <laughs> did you listen to uh, the 420 episode of We're Libertarians? Oh, I did. I did listen. Uh, what would you say the the characteriz- characterization of me was? Was it friendly? It was not friendly at all. It was a character you were, assassination. You were demonized. What and, I, you know I, what? All I do is serve these people. I was raised... By a man who I thought had great character. Greg Lenz. He raised me to have good character, and he himself has none whatsoever. Well... That's what I'm learning now. See, as far as the order of people to attack, I'm not sure that Greg is the one we need to go after here. Uh, Our syndicator allowed it... it uh, Well, and our syndicator allowed it to go out. But my God, we... Dakota, we have... we, we, We made... Tanner Purdue, who he is. We stopped by his store. He stood us up last week. Yep. And here he's he's out there. Nothing but bad things to say. It's awful. No. Thank God I'm not Jesse Riddle. That poor guy. Apparently he puts the fear of God into him. Did you did you listen to this? I listened to a little bit of it. Yeah. A little bit. Five minutes? No. No, it was like a good hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But an hour and a half of a libertarian podcast gets you a gold star. Listen, you need to yeah. go back and double the size of that engagement ring you got her if she listened for an hour and a half to Greg and Tanner and James. Yeah. No, he he was terrified of Tanner and it or of Jesse and it was hilarious. I think that was that was one of the funniest things that I'd I'd heard on the entire podcast. In the history of podcasts? Yeah. It just I was laughing out loud in the car on Interstate sixty five on the way to Chicago. It was. I was just rolling, laughing. Yeah. The and then and then we get into this. Somehow I've turned into like Medellin, uh, the yeah. Pablo Escobar. I don't know if I'm <laughs> drug running or what's happening. But by the time you know, they they laid off. They got into the real stuff and made the made the uh, the content people happy. And then the last half an hour of the podcast, all of a sudden, it turns into, hey, yeah. let's let's make fun of Jeremiah again. <laughs> what what the heck? 
yes. Pablo. See, Pablo Escobar doesn't even really have assistants. He just has people that are too afraid to talk about him, in in fear that they will get shot. I don't want. Is say, that who I am? I don't want to say that some of this was real, but I do have a pond that I'd like to let some of them come visit yeah. on a quiet weekend when nobody's around. We'll we see do. if there's any snapping turtles in there. Oh, well, I bet there's a lot. Yeah, I bet there's a lot. And Why I've did... got a body of water here in my backyard where there's no witnesses either. Yeah, but I helped you open that pool, and it, I so really you're not I, you're of no risk. It's this... I, but I really don't want to have to you know clean it after the snapping turtles get done and i don't want there to be snapping turtles in it because it's they, like they're gonna poop everywhere it's like doc well see that that is a problem we have to once they've done their job i think we need to relocate them or let them out uh but i i kind of think that they would be like uh, how good is that sand filter oh that sand filter does a great job is it filter I, bone <laughs> no comment <laughs> There, there are certain things that are state secret where you don't want to answer or don't have to answer, and we're just not going to. Don't ask, don't tell. Well, that, that policy's over. You can't, don't ask, don't tell is gone. It's not allowed. Not allowed in the military <clears throat> that anymore. Is, that is also not on the list of the table of contents, so I shouldn't have brought it up. I apologize. Yeah, the show notes. Greg, Greg's supposed to create the show notes for, uh, for We Are Libertarians, but my Greg, he's like, uh, yeah, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I mean, really? You've been actually. You, <clears throat> we're just going to start flamethrowing on our on our co-host today, but you were tough to pin down today. Oh, it was. Oh, it was horrible. It was so bad. This, I, this might I be a little to, bit my fault. I had to leave work early. How horrible was that? Well, leaving work early is not all that bad. Well, it is if you don't get paid for it. Yeah, that's true. You got to make that mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mortgage. <laughs> so uh, last. Last episode, I, I I channeled Dwight Schrute and I said, "This dog that causes you so much trouble, maybe maybe you just need to go ahead and find a final solution." <laughs> and and today you, you send me a couple of cryptic texts, and the first one says, um, "Might not be able to make it today." And I'm thinking, "Oh well, he's he's being held late at work because you know he's been he's been working a lot." And the next one comes through, and the dog is. The dog's not really walking or talking or moving or anything. You yeah, just he kind was of unresponsive. Uh, I had to take him to the vet. Okay, his home vet was not open. Like, they were open, but he was in surgeries all day. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. They said, oh, take him to the emergency vet. It's a $150 emergency cost, though. I'm like, $150? I'm not going to do that right now. That's just a start with a with a dog. Oh, I was like, nah. So then I called the doctor on uh, 38 here in Newcastle. Dr. Rich? Wise Cub. What? Wise Cub. All right, yeah. all right. Country, country Acre, if you're, if you're a country, Henry County local. Yeah, that's right. I called him, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, bring him in. And I'm like, this is how bad he was today. I, I had to pick him up and carry him to the car and carry him in the vet. And, like, he didn't even do anything whenever I was picking him up. And then by the time that we left the vet office, he was, like, walking around. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Maybe I mean, you start for attention. You t- you're with that dog 24 hours a day. Yeah. And then you take them on vacation. You go, you know, when you go to your, your southern estate down by the river you, or down by the lake, you, you take them. And then got you, you abandoned him for the Chicago. weekend, and, and here he's he's revolting. Yeah, that I mean, that could be, but. Right in the microphone, Dakota. I'm, you know, I'm not sure, though. I don't know if I 100% buy that theory because whenever we did get home, um, we let him outside again, and he fell off the back porch and landed on his head. So that was like five minutes before we came here. 
That's what we've been dealing with today. <clears throat> Dakota deemed him fine, though. He's, so He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's a trooper. He's been through a lot. <laughs> One little knock on the head ain't gonna kill him. It's fine. It's only like a six-foot drop. It's okay. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's, a, he's a tough guy. I, so see, he almost I, did it to himself. Like, I, I, I wouldn't like, even have to do the final solution. He almost brought it upon himself. Well, that's what I feel like. I'm like the one guy that feels like I'm pointing it out in the room that this is not, this isn't sounding good. And I'm sure that our millions of listeners now are thinking the same thing, but nobody's, <laughs> nobody wants to say it. Are you rethinking him letting, you know, you letting him kick Riley out of the room? No. No. <laughs> he let his dog just fall off the porch. <laughs> Riley. And he let him kick him out. <laughs> I left Riley at home. I went camping over the weekend. So you guys went to Chicago and I went. The lovely Miss Sarah Potter, who has not made a return appearance to the podcast. Dakota can get his girl to come back, but I can't seem to oh. work it out so that Sarah can make a, re- a return. Um, we spent the weekend down in uh, Columbus, Indiana, camping with uh, with her family. And I left Riley here and he he took care of himself. My dog's an independent free thinker. <laughs> See, that's how my other dog would be, though. I mean, and that's how he was, too, before he started having seizures. See, the seizures just make him go blind for, like, 12 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gives up. He just sits there. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it just kind of happens. But it's only once a month. So. But hopefully with this new medication. See, it all goes back to that medication. We were talking in the last episode about him being on the new medicine. Well, they told me to take him off of the old medicine. He had withdrawals today, and that's what happened. He was having withdrawals. It was like a meth head. It's like heroin. You've got your dog on heroin now. and Yeah. I mean, it's phenobarbital. It is a controlled substance. So, that's kind of what happens. The opioid epidemic amongst <laughs> German shepherds. <laughs> He's probably going to have to find a halfway house. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the uh, advice of the vet today was... You know what? Just keep him on it. I said, "Yeah, I think that's a good idea." So he's on two he's on two two different medications now, the new one and the old one. Right. But both of these are still not as costly as it was. This is going to cost me $50 every 2 months. Sure. So, how much does a hole yeah. cost in Newcastle to dig a hole in the backyard? <laughs> well, you have to call eight- cuz he'll fall right in. <laughs> You yeah. have to call 811, have to deal with all that crap. Uh, That's free. You, know you just have to wait. You have to be patient. They'll come out and mark your yard. <laughs> and I, do you have to call 811? You're in the utility I don't want business. anybody to see what's in my backyard. Oh, that's true. It's for private eyes only. That's why I have such a lavish That's why I still haven't been invited over. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't think anybody's been to Lenz's house either, so you're just continuing the, uh, continuing the co-host tradition of being all... It's a legacy. All questionable and shady. We live in the same house. Greg lives there with you, too? You don't know. Well, that's true. I've never been. (laughs) I've been to the outside. You and your friend have a lovely home. (laughs) (laughs) I think we discussed that on a previous episode. I think we did. I think maybe on one of the early ones. when I I think we talked about it. When when I met Dakota for the first time, he was... He was a go-getter, interested in purchasing some some LP stuff, and he ordered a Rex Bell sign, and I stopped by, and Dakota, with his well-manicured fingers and his his pressed shirt and his his, his fashionable hair and his <laughs> this gentleman that he was with. I was well, okay, sure. Yeah. They're, uh, whatever. It was my friend Not Chase. that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it was my friend Chase. He was helping me on my fence. And as you leave, you say, 
Well, have a nice day. You two have a lovely home here. And I thought, what did he just say? And I immediately went inside, and I knew that Audrey had, had known you from 4-H, so I just texted her and said, do you know a guy named Jeremiah? And she said, Moral? I said, yeah, that's the one, I'm pretty sure. She showed me your picture on Facebook. I was like, yeah, that's the guy, he thinks I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, well, you know. What you should have done is gone running inside and be like, "No, here's a picture of my girlfriend." You're ch- chase, chase me down, you know, chase my truck down yeah. the road, defending your honor. Oh, it just caught me off guard. I, you know, I was kind of shaken up. By I, the whole I do experience. creepy really well, Dakota. Yeah, I do creepy really well. You do. Yeah, I'll applaud you on that. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I appreciate it. It's uh, it's so, one of my uh, many talents. So, uh, have you taken the uh, political quiz on? The eight points? No. So so we, uh, in the libertarian circles here in the last couple of weeks, we've seen seen a new political quiz come out, and I saw some of our local friends talking about it. So I said, we're going to do this on the podcast. It's called Eight Values. I have not taken it yet. I think Dakota has. Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, would you like me to share my results? Well, let's, let's uh, we, we've got to be more professional. As, as we steal this information, you know, that steal this steal this board and we try to host a podcast that's listened to by I'm sure every libertarian, big L, small L and medium L that's in the history of the world is tuned in at this point, four episodes in, we have to do a better job of setting things up. So this is the eight values. Uh, I guess it's just the eight values political quiz. I, it's at eight values. GitHub, G I T H U B dot I O. Which sounds like a great reputable website, but whatever. <laughs> yes, it does. It's I, not. It's not the advocates for self government, but instead of four quadrants, you have eight values. So yeah, it's, it's going to go. I've taken a lot of political quizzes since yeah. you know I got into politics. Yep. This is actually, I feel like a a pretty accurate one. I feel like it actually did a pretty decent job. Is is this quiz designed just for libertarians, or is it designed for I, any politics? It's designed for any politics, and as you answer the questions, as you get to them, I feel like it was written by a leftist. Okay, well that's that's fair enough. You have to be somewhere, so you know you can't you can't find a, a perfect middle person to write it, I suppose. Right. So what we'll do, we'll we'll play this game here. I've not gone through it before. It's going to co- ask us questions on econ- economic, diplomatic, civil, societal issues uh, dealing with equality, might, liberty, tradition, wealth, peace, authority, and progress. There are so, 60 questions. 60? Good God. <laughs> we are... This is a one-hour podcast. We'll see what we can do here. We're going to click to start, and, and we'll buzz through as quick as we can. There's uh, got it. Yep, never mind. Sure, why not? hundred and... No, no, one of 60. <laughs> Man, we're going to... This is going to be the... <laughs> If you like just the banter of this show, I think this concludes the fun portion of this program, <laughs> and now it's just going to be me. It's going to be like listening to somebody take a phone survey, but Dakota will make fun of us as we go along, and and the lovely Audrey Joe, PV, and myself will will answer, and we'll see where we end up. So, uh, Audrey, do you want to read the first question? You want to? Oh, do you no, want to play Christy really. Lee pretending to be on the Bob and Tom show here? Or am I going to do all of this? You can do all of it. Great, thanks. Way to way to earn a co-hosting. I am a guest. Well, she's in the one of the folding chairs today, so she's she's on the guest side of the table, so she can't uh, she can't possibly do the work. This is really going to work out well, Dakota. I, I, you make you made a great choice. She stands up for herself and sells me to piss off. So <laughs> that's right. Oppression by corporations is as much, if not more, of a concern than oppression by governments. 
And then we do a strongly agree, agree, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree. So oppression by corporations is as much, if not more, of a concern by governments. Well, sure, I guess. I mean, they're they're both screwing over, right? I mean, in theory, of course, the, the remedies of that are different. But uh, I guess I can I can have a mild agree with that statement. What, where are you at, Miss Peavy? I don't want to cloud your judgment in any way. So. I really have no idea. <laughs> None at all. I don't know. I, I feel like it would be easier to change. So unsure, right? You, if you're if you're unsure, you don't know. I think it's unsure. I don't know a lot about a lot of the stuff. <laughs> if there's if there's something. You know, to be said about a corporation versus a government, I think that it would be a lot easier for a person to change how a corporation treats you, or you can just change jobs from as an employee to an employer of a corporation. It would be a lot easier to change jobs than to change governments, as we've as we've seen, like sure. everybody so you're, is. You're looking that. at it through the eyes of somebody that works for a company or as an employer, yeah, not right. necessarily, yeah. That's fair. That's fair enough. All right. So Audrey's put in her secret answer that she's not going to tell anybody what it is, or she can. She doesn't know. I'm unsure. Unsure. <laughs> so she selected unsure. That's that's a valid choice. The next one. It is necessary for the government to per- intervene in the economy to protect its citizens. Uh, it's the same stuff. Strongly agree. Agree. Disagree. I'm going to strongly disagree with that because mm-hmm. I'm actually a libertarian. The freer the markets, the freer the people. That's an easy strongly agree for me. Miss Peavy, are you are you keeping up? Or are you do, you you no, jumping out ahead of no. yourself? <laughs> Mine was agree too. All I right. just did agree. All right, publicly funded research is more beneficial to the people than leaving it to the market. Wrong. <sighs> this is a tough one for me. So Thomas Massey is the uh, the the libertarian liked uh, guy talking about research, uh, and he he actually is kind of an advocate. Of course, he's a Republican, but. He's an advocate of, of, of research. And in, a, in some way, I probably am too. So I'm, I'm probably not the purest libertarian on this issue. Um, more beneficial to the market than leaving it to the market. Research is tough because certain things won't get researched. And that's the, uh, that's the left argument there. And I think there's probably some merit to that. I'm not fully on board, but I can, I can at least concede the point. Um, so I'm going to give them an agree uh, but I'm probably more than... Actually, I'm going to go neutral. See, I don't know if it's necessarily more beneficial to the people. You know, right, but I don't know if we're going to get back to it or how this is construed or constructed. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go neutral there because I'm, I can argue it from both sides and, and still have convictions on it. Right. I understand that. Uh, from each according to his ability to each his according to his needs. This sounds like communism right here, I believe. <laughs> I think that's uh, uh, the Communist Manifesto is what they pulled this from. Yep. Um, we'll go strongly disagree because I am not a communist. Uh, are you a communist, Miss Peavy? No, I am not a communist. Okay, I am not a communist. It's on record. I am not a commie. It would be best if societal programs were abolished in favor of private charity. Yeah, I'm going to say yes because uh, I am a libertarian. I already went yet. I could agree. <laughs> oh, okay. She doesn't strongly agree, but she agrees a little bit. Taxes should be increased on the rich to provide for the poor. We'll strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. Inheritance is a legitimate form of wealth. I wouldn't be. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Because so, he didn't work for it? Yeah. So like, there was a... 
the when the progressives were coming around in the early early 1900s uh, Theodore Roosevelt was was president, and he wanted to have taxes in place that would basically force the second or third generation. Maybe by the time money got to the third generation, that it would be wiped out by taxes, so that you would have to um, have to actually go in and and earn for yourself, not uh, not become a Vanderbilt or a robber baron. Uh, and I, once again, while there's some merit of that, there's not enough uh, there's not enough there for me to want to to tax the hell out of people for death. That's uh, that's not really government's job. So inheritance is a legitimate form of wealth. I will agree. Mm-hmm. Public utilities like roads and electricity should be publicly owned. Oh, man. Who will own the roads? Dakota. This is this is like both mm-hmm. down our alleys. You're in utilities mm-hmm. and I'm in roads. That's right. <laughs> the McRoads. The McRoads. Private corporations will pay for their own roads. I uh, see. I'm, I'm probably the world's worst libertarian. Monopolies, no, I, I monopolies understand. should be publicly owned. If, if there's not a reasonable way to do it, I can understand if private ones want to continue. But you run into some legitimate issues of of everybody trying to have right of ways and operating roads and owning the roads and what happens if if they're all private. Right. I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Like the roads are publicly owned, but I think that we get to the point to where like we see now, you know, it's just NDOT, and it's costing taxpayers... NDOT being Indiana. Yeah. They're costing us millions of dollars more than what it should be to pave a road. Well, NDOT doesn't pave their own roads. They sub it out to a, con- a contractor. Uh, occasionally. Every time. Whenever there's, You may have some maintenance work that NDOT will do themselves, but when you repave a road, they'll sub that out. They don't actually do that themselves. So the, the county department... A county highway I mean, I, department I might be all, different. I mean, I We're see t- them all the time. Right, yeah, they're filling potholes. When you see the county out there, they're not actually paving most roads. They usually, Right, yeah. And when we talk about state, the state, as a rule, doesn't have their own paving equipment. In Indiana, check local listings. This is a national show <laughs> with, with intense focus on Henry County, Indiana, and That's local right. politics. Uh, those with the greater ability to pay should receive better health care. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if Dakota is willing, this could be people care or dog care. If Dakota is willing to pay for his dog, then it should receive better health care than me when I'm not willing to pay for that health care. I was not willing to pay $150 today. <laughs> it's just the start. <laughs> it's just the start of what you're going to pay for that thing. I'm going to go all Dwight Schrute on you again. Adequate education is a right of all people. So oh this man! Confusing. So this it, is a confusing question. Adequate education is a right of all people. So w- w- I'm going to frame this as a guy who lives in Indiana, who Indiana's constitution says we have to provide for common schools, and it's in the constitution. There's a lot of battles I want to fight out there. That's not really one of them. So I'm going to say yes. I agree. I'm not going to strongly agree because I totally understand how how other things are in place, but at the same time. A public school system, public education, is uh, it's in place, it's not changing, and uh, and it's a burden we have to carry. So I'm going to agree, not strongly agree on this one. So, But the thing about that question is it's totally open-ended. It doesn't define what education is. And education could be entering into the workforce and learning a skilled trade, a craft, how to cut grass, do anything. And if we're... If you're you're you thinking forcing, of higher education, and I'm and I'm looking at. I'm more looking of the at lower school. too. I mean, 
you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. I mean, Ron Swanson there. over here. I was running the floor by the fifth grade at the sheet metal factory. <laughs> I had my I had my first job whenever I was fourteen. I did too. I bailed hay so, for Jeff Higgins on Mesa Road, and you learned a lot by that. Yeah. Could you have learned a lot more if you? I could have learned more schooled? at ten dollars an hour than five dollars an hour, but it was you know straight cash only, so whatever. Yeah. Could you have learned a lot more doing that for four hours out of the eight-hour school day while you were earning money? Well. We didn't. We couldn't cut hay in the in the winter, so it just it was. Mama said I had to That's go learning. <laughs> Mama said that. Mama said I had to go learning. I dropped out after the sixth grade anyway. I can't lie. Yeah, I was a homeschool. I was homeschooled after that, so you know, I I probably was closer to the to to, to the, what you're describing anyway, Dakota. Yeah, that's true. The means of production should belong to the workers who use them. I will agree strongly. Of course, you're not owned by the government. The United Nations should be abolished. I'm going to strongly agree. We don't need to be a part of that. America first. Military action by our nation is often necessary to protect it. Hmm. I'm going to strongly disagree uh, with the way this is phrased. Uh, it's, it's phrased horribly. It, it is phrased absolutely <laughs> terribly or poorly. And I don't know who made this quiz. I This may be... Uh, what, yeah, I don't want to cast too many stones, but I, I will say I'm going to strongly disagree. If we are actually attacked, that's one thing. But what we do in the military right now, we've talked about this on previous episodes. I don't consider to be America having to protect itself as much as preemptive. Yeah, I I think if they would just change often to sometimes. Make it more vague. I, I might agree with it. All right. Yeah. It is more important to retain peaceful relations than further our strength. More important to retain peaceful relations than to further our strength. So this is one of those deals where I think you can... You can argue both sides. Yeah, I mean... what you, you have you to ask You is, can have strength, but are you dropping bombs or are you just looking strong? Right. You have to ask is, like, how much farther do you want to take our strength right now? I'm going to say agree. I don't... Because I, I, peaceful relations, I think diplomacy is going to work. But, yeah, I can see, I can see why people can end up all over the board on this thing. There's no guarantees here. Wars do not need to be justified to other countries. Sure, I guess I can agree with that. They don't have to be justified with other countries, but they sure as hell ought to be justified here at home with a declaration from Congress. So I'll strongly agree. Military spending is a waste of money. Oh, man. Yeah, that can see, once again, I can see why these are not specific policies. They're just, this is like going down to Walmart and interviewing somebody and asking, <laughs> asking what they say. Right, and I feel like this quiz is more, like, we're taking it really seriously. And I think it's more of a thing to where you go, uh, military spending, waste of money, yeah, okay. I mean, it's just like a split-second decision is how this is right. framed. I know, maybe at the same time, you know, you've got, you obviously you have friends and family in the military, and I do as well, and I don't want to say, ah, well, it's a waste of money. It's not entirely a waste of money, but we spent 300, yeah. $300 million on the Moab project that we've dropped one bomb and anchor on. Um, so, I don't know. Is it a waste of money? I'm going to go neutral because I can argue it both ways. Right. International aid is a waste of money. I'm going to strongly agree on that one. My nation is the best in the world. <laughs> By the grace of God and the, ma the way maps are drawn, I was born two miles south of the border to make me an American instead of a Canadian. And uh, is my nation the best in the world? Yes, yes it is. I will strongly agree. Or I wouldn't agree. I'd, I don't want to be all Pat McAfee and, and, and super strongly agree, but I'll agree. Research should be conducted on an international scale. 
This is the internationalism thing. This is yeah. this goes back to the research should be done by private companies or right. by which we already know, talked about that right, which we did. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think it should be conducted on an international scale because then all of a sudden we're just throwing. Well, money you into already a pot. said that the UN should be abolished. Exactly, and who's going to be in charge? <laughs> I at don't that think point? you're going to have both. <laughs> skipped right over that one. Yes, the UN gone. Uh, research should be conducted on an international scale. We're going to strongly disagree. Government should be accountable to the international community. Oh, that's uh, that's where they get into. That, that that's the like UN? the well, not just the UN, but war crimes and those other sorts right. of things. Where we can convention, yeah, UN, yeah. Is that I don't know if that's the United Nations, Dakota and foreign policy over here. If I get elected president, I'm not sure that I'm going to let him that I'm going to let him be my uh, my anything, Audrey. I don't know. I'm still trying to decide <laughs> over here uh, if uh, if they make the president of the Memorial Park Board be president of the country. I'm not sure Dakota's got a position in my administration with the foreign policy chops he has. But he's only 21, so, you know, for now. For now, I won't let you have the job, and I don't have the job either. I'm a non-interventionalist on the border of isolationists. Well, oh, man, big words. <laughs> big words coming out of Dakota in, in, the, in the tiny chair today. <laughs> Government should be accountable to the international community. I'm, gonna, I'm going to agree, but with caveats as always. When protesting an authoritarian government, violence is not acceptable. I disagree strongly. Oh, yeah. Violence is I'm not saying we need to be time. violent, but I'm not taking it off the table. My religion should be spread by force <laughs> if necessary. Well, I think we should ask the Quaker in the room what she thinks about this one. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. <laughs> oh, oh, come on now. The answer is strongly disagree. In my view, you know, yeah, I don't. If you want to be all, if you want, if you want to get into the crusades and fight the battle, let's let's go. <laughs> my political ideology should be spread by force if necessary. I'm going to start disagree. up the choppers, voluntarist, or else we're going to make you. Uh, law and order should be maintained at all costs. That is a good show. Law, yes. <laughs> Damn it! We need to bring back law and order. That is an excellent point. It needs to be Twenty maintained. seasons were not enough. SVU's not cutting it. We have to maintain law and order at all costs. <laughs> what were you thinking, NBC? And uh, on the uh, the Dakota Davis uh, shiny object uh, radar just went off, and he's showing me uh, a Greg Lenz meme, stolen valor by <laughs> by by Spangle. Uh, and he's wearing about seventy five different uh, different different pins of. of that he didn't earn. The He's a Canadian. Is fantastic. The, the Photoshop skills are top end today. Top end Photoshop. Law and order should be maintained at all costs. We're going to disagree strongly. <laughs> Political elites are necessary as the general populace makes bad decisions. This, <clears throat> this is probably somewhat true. I think that part of being a libertarian is thinking, is believing in your core that people are inherently good. Sure. I do not think that human nature is bad. That is why I think that people should have the freedom that we tell them they can't have. So the reality is that we need we need a smaller government so so that we don't have the power in, in, in government to be able to ruin people's lives like we do anyway. Um, and the way I'm going to answer this for now is I'm going to agree. I'm not going to strongly agree, but I will agree because we do need to have people that have a clue as to what the hell's going on. 
And, but that's what I'm saying by political elite. Not not that you're a Bush or a or a Clinton or a Trump per se, uh, and your families have been in you know at the top end of society for for generations. Just that you have to have a clue. I don't care what your breeding is or where you come from originally, as long as you've got a, as long as you know what the hell's going on, I'm fine with you being involved. You can be Mike Pence, a guy from Columbus, Indiana. I don't care. A victimless crime, such as drug use, should not be a crime at all. Well, let's go around the room. What do we think? Strongly agree. Legalize all drugs. Legalize all drugs. No cop, no stop, right? No cop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terrorism is a major threat, and some civil liberties must be sacrificed to prevent it. Ah, strongly Fourth disagree. Amendment, people. Strongly disagree with that one. Government surveillance is necessary in the modern world. Uh, strongly disagree. Like, There's your Fourth Amendment there. Get a warrant, like bitches. CCTV. Let's go. We were watching TV a couple weeks ago, uh, just on Netflix, and there's a, a TV show called Caught on Camera, and we're watching it, and... Uh, I start realizing that it is in uh, somewhere in Europe, and they're like watching all these nightclubs through cameras. For just, like, if you go out and party, they just watch you. Yeah, for like fights to break out, people dropping roofies and drinks and stuff, and like they'll dispatch people over there, and like, like they get you. They really get you. Like you're like, oh man, that's cool. And then you're like, wait a minute, these people's privacy were just molested. Like. Their whole entire privacy was just obliterated in that moment. They were in a privately owned nightclub, and they're being watched by the police force in the sky. Yeah, that's why you should never go outside of the bounds of this nation, Dakota. It's just that's not right. safe for people like us. <laughs> just not safe. The very existence of the state is a threat to our liberty. Strongly agree. I wish there was a more strongly agree to that. Man. Dakota is the anarchist of the group here. I'm going to agree, but I, once again, I can argue it. I, no, I, I'm, I'm, I could definitely argue it. I'm, I do not consider myself an anarchist. Regardless of, we learned on the, on, on the 420 wall episode, <laughs> the dangers of anarchy with Tanner Perdue and his recreational yes, nukes. right. Regardless of less. McNuke. McNukes. Regardless of political opinions. Over three blades of grass, by the way. <laughs> There's. There, that's why Somalia won't work because of people like Dakota. <laughs> Regardless of which, I know is another trigger for libertarians. I know that's not a that's a warlord nation. That's not an anarchy, freedom, voluntary association uh, country. I get that. It's an easy joke, and we're going to make it. Damn it! Regardless of political opinions, it is important to side with your country. No thanks. Disagree strongly. No authority should be left unquestioned. Uh, sure, strongly agree. No, you can question all authority. Of man, God is infallible. Am I right? High five. Jesse's not here. He'll never hear this. <laughs> Every, everybody is too bad. Everybody, yeah. Everybody has a, a token uh, atheist friend. He's mine. Yeah. A strongly hieratical state, man, hieratical is most efficient. A strongly hieratical state is most efficient. Uh, no, you want a bottom-up government. That's what works, not a top-down government. Strongly disagree. We're on question 34 of 60. We're going to have to go to the speed round here. <laughs> it is important that the government follows the majority opinion, even when it is wrong. Strongly disagree. Audrey, whenever you're ready, just start jumping in here. The stronger the leadership, the better. <laughs> the stronger. And they're whispering off camera. I don't know. I just wanted to know what question she was on. See if she had skipped ahead. She probably My has. quiz started 
all over again. So oh my I've been God. trying to play catch up. She's playing catch for like up. The past five minutes. She doesn't remember what she did. <laughs> the stronger the leadership, the better. I neutral. Democracy is intrinsically valuable as a as more than a decision making process. This is another horrible question. Democracy is intrinsically valuable as a more than a decision making. Yes, of course. Right. Of course, we're a public. There's there's our guest for the next episode showing up at the door. So. We will. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna do the speed round here, and in the background, I know you hear Riley, my lovely dog, who doesn't require diapers, unlike Dakota's dog. Aww. Democracy is intrinsically valuable as more than a decision-making process. Oh, I will agree, but there's caveats. Environmental regulations are essential. I'm gonna disagree. They're not <laughs> totally essential. A better world will come from automation, science, and technology. Yes, absolutely. Children should be educated in religious or traditional values. They can, be religious, they can be educated in whatever they want to be educated in. None of the government's business. So we're going to strongly disagree if we're looking at this through the eyes of the government. Irrational tradition should be abolished. <laughs> Immediately. I don't, where do you go with this? What's your brain tell you? I don't even know. Nothing? You got no first thoughts? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what it's asking. Oh, well, I mean, do we are we allowed to burn witches at the stake? Should we be doing circumcisions? That's oh. Seth Seth Nyman. Uh, he was going completely crazy over that issue the other day. Uh, very strong feelings apparently on on that one. I always think of Arrested Development, the first episode. When uh, did you watch that? <laughs> I watched it a while ago. Oh man, Lindsay, the the daughter on there. She held a benefit for hoops, hands off our penises, and it just, it just slays <laughs> me every time. It's like a ten second clip, and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Uh, tr- irrational tradition should be abolished. No, no, they shouldn't. Don't cause force against somebody, but well, no, whatever. Religion should play a role in government. Disagree. Mm-hmm. Churches should be taxed the same way other institutions are taxed. I'm going to disagree um, because that stuff's already been taxed once. It's mm-hmm. the money that comes into a church already comes in and it's been taxed by somebody else. So they don't need to pay property taxes and they don't need to pay income taxes, but their employees typically pay taxes. Although if you're a pastor, you do get a sweet out on Social Security. Uh, climate change is either is either not real or not man-made. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sweating my balls off right now in the office here, though, with the sun beating down on me. I was given. I was worried about Dakota and the the sunlight thing, but it's real. It's beating down on us in here. It's a late on a Monday afternoon after the Pacers lost Game Four of the NBA playoffs. We have no sports to look forward to here until September, except for the Indy 500. Climate change is either real or not man-made. We will, we will agree. Are you going to let him in? All right. There is Tim McGuire. He's, Tim will be our guest on the episode five, which will air next week in advance of the uh, Libertarian Party of Indiana Convention. So that's your teaser. Tune in, watch, listen for episode five, and uh, Tim will sit in with us here, but we'll, we'll keep his mic off because rookie audio engineer me doesn't know what the hell I'm doing, so it'll take ten minutes to dial him in when it's time. Uh, so climate change is not real or not man-made. We will oh, we'll disagree. I don't know. I'm neutral. I went to business school, Dakota. I didn't I didn't study the climate and I don't want yeah, that that's a hard one for me because I'm so on the fence. I read I read so many conflicting things and yeah. it's like It depends on what Alex Jones is saying this week as to whether or not you agree or not. I mean, it's just so conflicting because everybody is an extremist on it. There's no there's no common sense, neutral, just, I'm going to spout some facts, and here you go. It's Everybody's freaking out. The penguins and polar bears are dying. Or, 
it's getting colder. Like I don't, I well, just don't know what to. Our believe. friend Rex Bell made a made a, had a great meme he shared just yesterday or the day before, and it was the Time Magazine cover in 1977 talking about the incoming ice caps, the uh, incoming ice age, and then it was the 2014 <laughs> where the polar bears are dying, and he said, "Stop! We've done too much. We've gone too far. We have to stop. We've we've now turned. We've got to just start cooling it off again." Uh, it's important that we work as a united world to combat climate change. God, I didn't agree that it exists, and here they want to know. <laughs> I'm going to disagree now. They're just pissing me off. Society was better many years ago than it is now. I'm going to strongly disagree. I have the internet, and I watched it. I went camping last weekend, and I watched the IndyCar race on cable. Of, is that part of society, though? Yes. I watched cable on my phone on a TV in the woods. Is that society or just a technological That is society. Technology makes society. Oh, so Okay, I can see that, yeah. They can, they can take the answer the way I give it. It's my podcast. <laughs> our podcast, I guess. Even though Dakota's not in the art. It's important that we stay connected to our past. Sure. Why not? Doesn't mean we need beheadings anymore like we're France. Is it important that we think in the long term beyond our lifespans? Well, I don't know. Are are we thinking past five minutes, Dakota? Are you thinking about past your lifespan? Rarely. Rarely. I'm thinking thinking to the end of your dog's lifespan is what I'm thinking. (laughs) Tim, Tim thinks I'm terrible now. He has no idea what's happening. You're going to feel so horrible if something happens to him in the next couple of days. I already feel horrible. Now I've, just, I've got to embrace it. I, I wished it upon the dog last, last time, and now I've just got to wear that hat. It's my burden I, now. You will never live it down. Like I'm the one will, killing your I dog. I will give you hell for forever. I'll buy you a puppy. I'll, no, I'm I will, okay with that I will one. adopt you a puppy. See? I, I told. This is what I said in the beginning. If something happens... You have two weeks of mourning, and then you get the new puppy, and you move on. I'm I'm sorry. You have to be, see. She's already looking up dogs on on the phone right now, showing them pictures of puppies. It's important that we think in the long term beyond our lifespans. I will agree, of course, strongly agree. But that's not the government's job. That's our job to do that. Re- Forty-eight of sixty. We're almost there, boys and girls. Reason is not important. Is more important than maintaining our culture. Like reason, reason the magazine. I think they're definitely talking about reason okay, the magazine. Yeah. yeah. Are you a monthly subscriber? Do you pay? I am, yeah. All yeah. right. Unfortunately, he is. <laughs> wow. Man, there's going to be some cutbacks when she's when she's the woman of the house. You're, you're going to get you're going to get today's homeowner cut off, or you're not going to have you're, you're all you're going to have is is Bridezilla magazine. Yeah, that's right. Well, this month is just a big picture of Trump. I just hate opening up the, the mailbox. Of... Did you read it? No, I didn't. No, read it. just just, <laughs> just I'm just in it for the art. All right. Reason is important to yeah. Of course, reason is important, and you know we can reason our way through anything. Drug use should be legalized or decriminalized. Yes, of course. Same-sex marriage should be legal. Yes, strongly agree. These are getting easy now. Sex outside of marriage is immoral. It's none of their business. It's not the government's business. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to disagree. But once again, who the hell cares? Abortion should be prohibited. Oh mm, man, this is a toughie. It's not a toughie. It is for me. Okay, well, to each their own. The, the, what I always say about abortion is that it, no matter which party you're in, the, the Libertarian Party, the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, people are on all sides of it. It's not a political issue. We're never going to decide it. Should it be prohibited? I think it's you're killing an unborn, but, you know, uh, once again, you're not going to solve it. Uh, I'm going to give a neutral answer and cop out here because it truly is not a – it shouldn't be a political issue at this point. I would agree with that. See, we have an agreement on abortion. We should just ignore it. I do think it's a violation (laughs) of the non-aggression principle. (laughs) 
We're not going down that road today. We have a guest in the room. We have to get to him in a moment. Gun ownership will be, should be prohibited for those without a valid reason. Should be prohibited for those without a valid reason. No, you should be, you should have a gun for a valid reason. Unless this, unless I'm dumb and reading this backwards because I'm, you know, one ounce of vodka into this evening, I, I don't think I'm wrong in that one. <laughs> one ounce. I support. One ounce is good to you. Yeah, just right straight to my brain. I support single-payer universal health care. Uh, we're going to disagree. Strongly disagree. I do not support that. I support the European Union. I don't give a damn about the European <laughs> Union. They, I'm not European. I stayed up <clears throat> until like 2 in the morning watching the, the referendum come in on that. I was so excited whenever they voted to leave. I was I was so pumped. It was like, I don't know, it was kind of like watching Donald Trump take lead in the general election here. It was just like, oh my God. It's really happening. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> you just want the world you just want the world to break is what you are. Somebody just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Communism isn't as bad as people say it is. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it is it is just as terrible. Ask the Cubans. Fascism isn't as bad as people say it is. We'll disagree on that one. Capitalism isn't as bad as people say it is. I will agree with that because you know we're American capitalists. Ooh. Question 59. All people, cultures, worldviews, and genders, sexualities, and economic classes should be treated equally. Yes, that's an easy question. Number 60. It is important that we further our ethic, ethnic, cultural, and economic group goals above all others. This is a difficult one. If we were talking about our nation, I would agree. If we should further our nation's economic and group goals above all others... Absolutely. But they throw in that ethnic and cultural, like, well, no. Before the podcast started, we already established that you went to Chicago and you were you were berated by a bunch of Asian tourists. <laughs> so so now you have no, oh my gosh. you have no empathy for some cultures. They didn't stay in no, Chinatown, so you think that they have to be attacked. <laughs> no, I told you that I just have a general distaste for people of all colors, races, Shape, sizes, it doesn't matter. I just generally do not like people. You just don't like any of them now? No. People are the problem in this world. <laughs> if it was just you exactly and your, right. your terrible dog, it would be fine. <laughs> You've got to, speaking of dogs, mine's going off in the background. It, it, at Wally Studios, we have, we have real animals. We don't have cats that climb on the table. We have dogs that bark in the background. All right, I'm going to go neutral on this because I don't have time to think about it now. All right, so my eight values results, and I'm going to try to screenshot this for the... Uh, for the audience, and we'll put it up with uh, show notes or something. Uh, I see how I want to see how yours compared to mine. All right, so there's like a tier, there's multiple axes here. So there's an economic axis for market, and it's equality thirty four percent, wealth sixty six percent. Man, I had thirty three percent, thirty three percent equality. Yeah. All right, so we're on top of each other there. Diplomatic, I'm balanced forty six percent might, fifty three percent peace. Wow, I had forty eight percent might and fifty one percent. Or fifty-two percent piece. So were you also balanced? Yes. All right, uh, Audrey Joe, did you uh, did you get to the results or did you give uh, up? I did not give up. It started over again. Started so over again I for gave the up, third time. Yeah. I don't think your your it, wife. It gave up on you. Now. It broke on you. It broke on me. My civil access says libertarian liberty seventy-seven percent authority twenty-two percent. See, mine says liberal, and I think it was because of the abortion question. Okay. It's sixty-five percent uh, liberty. And 
34%. And the balance is the authority. Yeah. Well, you're the authoritarian of the group now. You are Greg's yeah. son. Yeah. Societal axis, 41% traditional and 58% progress. Neutral. Hmm. What are now, you? I am also neutral, but I'm about 10% more tradition than you are. Because you're a Trumpetarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I don't know about that. So, we both got libertarianism. Yeah, my my ideological match is libertarianism. So I'm going to screenshot this, save it, and we'll uh, we'll put it out with the podcast so that uh, you guys can take this at home, try it. I don't know where it comes from. This is uh, oh, this is a waste of our time, probably. But hey, if you played along at home and you listened while you were driving across the country, we've uh, you know we're in it together, and you can at least compare your notes and comment and let us know what you did. So we're gonna we're gonna literally try to remember what the hell we're gonna call this. We're going to call this my initials eight something something eight values. It's the eight values quiz. And we will put that up with the show notes. So we have any final thoughts today going around the room here real quick before uh, before we wrap up uh, episode four of the the greatest hit show since Tad Talks on the Wall Network. Uh, First thing I want to say is uh, I've I've gotten a few friend requests on Facebook since this show started. I appreciate everybody doing that. Anybody that wants to. Hit me up on Facebook. Just look me up, Dakota Davis. Um, it'll be me standing in a purple shirt next to my beautiful fiance, Audrey. So, now, wait uh, a minute. You're dating this podcast. Now you can never change your profile picture. What if people discover us six months from now? And you're a married man. I'm just going to have to Standing next to a fiance and not your wife. I'll just keep changing it as time goes on. Like, people will, people will be like, where is this guy? I have no idea who this is. All right. Uh, Audrey Joe. Do you have anything you have to say? No. Nope. Do you want to defend? Do you want to defend your the the fact that I said Audrey Joe? Because did you listen to episode three? I caught crap from Sarah for calling everybody Joe because apparently Sarah's mother's middle name is Joe. <laughs> and uh, but it's a it's a it's a thing here in Henry County. I swear to God, it, it, there are so many something Joes, and you guys use it as your name. It is on Facebook too. I know. I do have it as Audrey Joe. See so. I'm proud of it. I'm Audrey, okay with it. Would you consider yourself a libertarian? I guess so. She just joined the national a, LP today. It's a shotgun marriage <laughs> for libertarianism. <laughs> so, well, we thank you. Thank you for being on the show. If people want to contact you, try to steal you away from Dakota, how do they How do they reach out to you? They're running out of time. If they want to hunt you down, friend you, oh, woo no you. Idea. Spangle <laughs> thinks he's got you on the hook, by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we we're uh, still growing this thing. I think we've made some improvements to the sound quality in spite of what Jesse Riddle tried to tell you last time. He didn't have it fixed. Uh, it was improved, but uh, this should be much better. Uh, I've invested. Uh, Dakota finally paid me the matter of eighty dollars that we we've been hunting him down for for weeks <laughs> for the side recorder. So in true Spengel fashion, I went and spent forty dollars on on new headphones and pocketed the rest for myself. Even though you are. It was paying you back. It wasn't like it was I my was own money. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the government. It's like multiplying money over here. Well, that eighty dollars that I already put out, I got half of it back. So we're gonna reinvest another half of that. Whatever. I this is. I know where this is going. It's gonna cost money. <laughs> if you want to help pay for the hosting costs, so you can jump on wearelibertarians.com. Uh, jump on the PayPal. Join the Mo- Jeremiah Moral Pizza Society. Seven dollars a month. That's what I pay. And uh, hey, they gave me a podcast and uh, and a soundboard, so I got it. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining. Pretty sweet deal. It's a pretty sweet deal if you can get it. 
tune in next week for episode five, where we will uh, we'll talk to Tim McGuire, the uh, one of the two people that uh, the seeking the libertarian chairs uh, chairs. <laughs> hey, great! I wanted to sneeze on the end of the podcast. Thanks, Dakota. That's awesome. Right, that's been trying to come out for such a long time. We know you've been trying to come out for a long time. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. <laughs>